yeah, as I said, for, for swimmers who may not have a broad social life, I think this is something that will keep them keep them in it, keep them looking forward to things. I, I think the events that we do do, we're just trying to make it as much fun as we can. So any swim camp that I do has to have this fun element in it. Welcome to Swim.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. My name is Lachlan Vane Tempest, and on this episode we are continuing our conversation of how does a swim club create a sense of community by talking to Debbie Totoli, head coach of Kingcomer Pacific Dolphins Swim Club. Debbie has a coaching career that expands across nearly three decades, and if anyone knows Debbie well, you know that she brings so much joy and enthusiasm to everything she does. This attitude is why she is able to run events that create bonds between swimmers. Debbie and I chat about her career, what practices and events the committee hosts, and what she strives to achieve when running a camp. Enjoy! G'day everyone and welcome to this episode of Swim.Rocks and we are still talking about club community and our guest today has the challenge of creating a club community by gathering swimmers from five different swim centres. She also was the head coach at the Central Coast Academy of Sports Swimming Program for many, many years and again created a sense of community between swimmers all around the Central Coast. It is a warm welcome to the head coach of Kingcomer Pacific Dolphins, Debbie Totoli. Debbie, how are you? I'm really well, thanks Lachlan for having me on. Oh, awesome. And what, where have we caught you today? What are you up to? Uh, well, I've coached this morning. Uh, I've had two meetings and now I've come home to talk to you before <laughs> I start again. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. No, no rest for the wicked, eh? (laughs) So Deb, I've asked you on the show today because of what you continue to do for for KPD and what I experienced my short time there at KPD and also what great memories I have from being a part of the Central Coast Academy of Sport swimming program. Um, Before we get into all that, um, Deb, how did you fall into swimming in the first place? Hmm, That's an interesting story. It was not something that I ever really envisaged myself doing but I really had a goal to work with kids so it was after my I had my own children wanted to get back into the workforce so we're talking about I don't know 28 years ago maybe that I thought if I went along and did my Austrian certificate perhaps I could be working with children in some format and just fell into it from there have never looked back so you were were you were swimming yourself when you first like when you were younger not at all not at all other, so I came from a swimming family. So mm. my brother um, swam with Forbes Carlisle. Yep. Uh, but I had swimming lessons, but wasn't allowed to swim because my mother didn't want me to get big shoulders like Shane Gould. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. But I was around it. So very involved in the swimming community, I guess, as a child without me being so much aware of it. Oh, fantastic. Now, now Debbie... You do a lot of work with, with ASA, which is the Australian Swimming uh, Coaches Teachers Association. Uh, tell us a bit about your, your work with them. Okay, so I'm a course presenter. So that's probably where uh, it all stems from is that I present the swim teaching courses through to um, coaching courses to get people into the aquatics industry and, and get them educated. But I also sit on the um, Swim Australia Advisory Committee. So Swim Australia looks after swim schools specifically. Mm. 
So our role on that is, is just to maybe make sure everything is going all right, getting information out to swim schools. And the whole thing really, really blends in together. Also on the board of Aster New South Wales. So heavily, heavily involved in, in all heavily. in all in all levels of of, of swim coaching. Fantastic. <laughs> now, Debbie, you don't just influence swimming here in Australia, but but overseas as well. Tell us about your learn to swim work in Thailand. Ah, okay. So I, I have um, some colleagues in Thailand that decided they'd like to set up some swim schools. And we formed a relationship very early on in, in them starting out their business. And I guess I, I just started out mentoring them and that grew um, into a relationship with them of educating a lot of people throughout, mostly the Bangkok area. Mm. And um, yeah, that sort of led to some other connections as it does of people seeking help. There's uh, certainly swimming around the world and especially in some of those Asian countries is really starting to progress to, to new levels that they haven't really had before. And have you just been working on that with, with uh, your colleague over there or have you been working with it with like Swimming Thailand? Uh, no, I don't work with Swimming Thailand. It's yeah. just privately with them. But um, also we've got some relationships with um, Malaysian Swimming Teachers Association, I think they're called. Yes. Yeah recently done some webinars for them as well as as an association fantastic fantastic now let's move on to 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 club community and one question I'm, i'm asking our guests is what do you believe swimming itself does to make kids become so close yeah that's a really good question Locke, because i i think it's probably the fact that if if they're in it for the long haul they're um, probably a little bit different to all their peers. Their mm. lifestyle is different. So then the kids tend to stick together as a group. I know with my own children, it, it was difficult early high school years when every, all their mates are going out to parties and yeah. they're in bed at eight o'clock. Yeah. You know? And so you do tend to stick together. So I guess they're forced into relationships to a certain extent. But I, I think when you say... That what what makes them become so close? I don't think that's a natural thing for swimmers because it's a very individual sport. Mm. And I think we've got to try to create those opportunities for the swimmers to yeah. have a social outlet with each other. Yeah, and I guess those crazy hours at training. You know, we were saying on last week's episode that. Uh, swimmers could spend up to twenty hours a week together. You know, almost a full day. Uh, together and if they train more than that or, or do go to school you know those friendships can, can form just on the base that they swim and as you said the hours are crazy and and you know uh the opportunity of their of their friends to to go out to parties they could miss some of those opportunities and uh just similar lifestyles now debbie let's move on uh what relationships have you made through swimming uh so many so many relationships um i've made through swimming i've been really blessed so everything you can imagine through my swimmers that I'm still in contact with many swimmers that I've had, you know, that, that are bringing their own children to us now. That's always really nice. Uh, obviously business partners, um, just other coaches. It, it is once again, I think a very tight knit community once people are very open 
um, with each other in the swimming community, I find, because of that connection that, yeah, I get that. I think to an outsider, swimming is this, like, why would you jump in, swim up and down a black line and, you know, what's the point? And you're all a little bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> and perhaps we are a bit strange, which is I why reckon we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Now, now, Deb, the big question that I want to ask you today uh, this is probably, uh, you know, the question that, that I ask you to be on the show to, to answer is, is how on earth do you bring all these little communities together from all over the Central Coast, from, from five different swim centres, to form one big swim club and one big community? We had Dave and Joe Potter from Ingara on last week, and and they had like a majority of clubs, I, I guess, the luxury of having all their swimmers in the one centre and being able to converse with parents and club members on a regular basis. Along with balancing the learners from side of things, how do you go about connecting with members? Yeah, look, it, it's a challenge. It really is a challenge. And some of the challenges that we've faced over the years and we've learnt by our mistakes was to initially we um, had swim club in two different locations and it really split the club. So it was right. almost competitive, like two different clubs, um, politically, socially, everything. So when um, when Erin Swim Centre was built and geographically sat in the middle, we decided to bring Swim Club together. And it's probably the best move we've made that we're one united club. But of course, you're right. We don't have the parents and the swimmers there at our disposal so there's a couple of strategies that we have to use one is a, a communications key without a doubt mm. so we use team app for general communication um but our coaches we we are very good at getting together and and discussing what needs to happen and so the coaches are giving clear consistent messages to each of the different squad groups and and club groups and bring them together and, and keep with that philosophy that we are one united club. Mm. Do you do like training sessions with, with different centres? I know it's a bit hard with, with the COVID space now, but, but pre-COVID, yeah. did you do training squads together? Uh, we do with our um, national kids. We've yeah. got national kids across three centres. And so most of them, not all, but most of them come together. Uh, and, and when I say three centres, four distinctly different squads so those kids come together once a week on a Wednesday morning we do some testing and we're you know the, the testing itself is more for them to maybe compete against each other but also to mm. form those relationships that they actually do come together once a week and um and to for that very very reason to form that bond uh under that we would so, like, state, country level, we try to do straight clinics when we can mm. in the school holidays. You're right, COVID has um, really thrown a spanner in, in the works for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. so we care for what we do. But one of the, the I think, the upsides of COVID was um, the commitment we saw from the kids. So we did a daily dry land sort of workout and to try to keep that connection with them and not everybody participated, but the ones that did, you can see that they really needed to connect with their swimming family. It mm. was really important. 
Oh, fantastic. Now you mentioned uh, stroke clinics and one thing I know for a fact, Debbie, and this is going to make mm-hmm. you sound like a bit of a party girl is that you definitely know how to host an event <laughs> from that. I mean, you know, you, you swim carnivals, KVD always run a group in carnival, your holiday stroke clinics, uh, club presentations and fundraising events in terms of building community spirits. What is the importance of these club events? Oh, most definitely like these, yeah, as I said, for, for swimmers, who may not have a broad social life, I think this is something that will keep them keep them in it, keep them looking forward to things. I, I think the events that we do do, we just try to make it as much fun as we can. So any swim camp that I do has to have this fun element in it. Uh, I did learn a little lesson just this week. I've been to North Coast to do their development squads mm. and um, I met two lovely young men that were on a recent uh, national camp that we did in Nelson Bay. Mm. Now, I hate to admit that I'd like, uh, I will, that that camp I felt I failed on as far as the social side of it. Right. And and the boys saw me and they both said that was the best camp we've ever been on. Now, thing to do with me, these are the connections that the kids made. They hung out together and they were, and it's just, I think it's so, such an important lesson that as long as we can bring communities together and sometimes they need a little nudge to have a good time, but they didn't need any of the fluff and pizzazz. They just had a great time because they were together. So yeah, that was really interesting. Fantastic. And your club fundraisers, we were chatting off camera about this, uh, it fundraises for a group of swimmers to, to go overseas uh, and participate in, in a swim camp, you know, whether that be competing overseas or just training. What have been some of the uh, destinations over the years? I know uh, Hong Kong is, is always uh, one of the ones up there. Yeah, Hong Kong. We've done Hong Kong. We've done Fiji twice, New Zealand twice, California and Hawaii twice. Wow. Thailand once. Have I left anything out? And, and a lot of like local, yeah. um, you know, around Australia. But yeah, they've been our, our big ones. We don't know if that will ever happen again. We were yes. due, actually, uh, next month, we were due to be in, in New Zealand for the third time. But oh, wow. that's cancelled. So oh, that's for the kids. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll try and make something happen for them in the school holidays when that should have happened. Yeah, and, and how does that, those growing, going away trips, how does that bond a group of swimmers, you know, who, who may not know each other that well? Yeah, just it, it's just incredible. And, and the relationships that have formed on those trips away, when I look back over the years, usually those kids are still tight, you know, years and years later because of that shared experience. And, um, you know, the, the swimming, they'll, they'll really help each other when we've got the swimming component, because all of a sudden they're connected. This is my teammate. It's just us. We've got no parents. We're, it's just really lovely to see uh, the growth in that. And, and I love the fact that it's across gender and across age groups. It's not just, you know, your footy team of 12-year-old boys. Mm. Here it, and yeah, it, it just transgends, transcends, sorry, transgends, <laughs> transcends, you know, age it's lovely, really lovely to see. Yeah, excellent. And, and, and you know, some of my 
closest friends today I've made through those Central Coast Academy of Sport trips. And they're still valuable relationships today. And as you said, the, 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 the vast landscape of those uh, of, of age groups, uh, you know, it, it'd be myself and, and, and Kieran Richardson, who, who was from KPD uh, on, on that age group. But then you have younger swimmers uh, that, that, you know, are from different clubs of your own that you form relationships with. And, yeah. you know, as, as they get older and, and, uh, and you see me each other at, at open meets or, you know, uh, yeah, 18 and anything 18 over and all that, you know, you always have, you always had that friendship there and that connection there, which is fantastic. Now, just on that Central Coast Academy of Sport trips, you know, we used to go to Queensland and Victoria and race at their state champs or a local meet. Just on those Academy of Sport training sessions, not so much the camps, but, but what was your aim? You know, was it to build uh, an environment that would unite swimmers across the Central Coast? Uh, most definitely. So the first year of the of the Central Coast Academy of, of Sport, I, I'm no good at years. I'm going to say around about 2007 maybe. But the idea was the four coaches from the main clubs on the Central Coast. So that was um, myself, Kim Taylor, Dave Negus and um, Zane King. Mm. So we got together to just bring the national kids together. So to give them an opportunity to train together and try to strengthen their bonds and, and the Central Coast. Mm. The, the program was so successful that that was when I said, look, we need to be bringing in younger kids and opening this up to perhaps state-level younger kids with, with a view to make nationals. So the objective was actually to get those kids that might be just under um, national level, with the, this is with the junior program, yeah. to them internationals national level by having other kids to train with and to aspire to with the, the national group was a separate one at the time. So that, that was the initial, the initial objective with the training there. Yeah, fantastic. I know me as a coach now, just from reminiscing on those Central Coast Academy of Sports, I've actually taken so much of, of what you used to do, Deb, and your energy that you used to bring uh, to the squad. You know, the Academy of Sport, when, when you when you were head coaching and what, you know, what Grub uh, Carol has continued to do uh, was just this incredible environment that we always couldn't wait for academy sessions to, you know, to be there. We, we could go there, we could train together under the one cap. And then of course the trip every single year was great. Not just because we got to miss out on some school, but also <laughs> the fact, you know, we got to go out to Runaway Bay and used to, you know, have fantastic times there and, uh, and go to movie world or dream world or whatever it may be. It was just a fantastic uh, environment to be a part of so credit to you for that Debbie uh, now moving on now as you as a head coach what is your importance what is the importance sorry of the relationship between the club committee yourself and all the other coaches from the different centers okay so it, it's a, a bit of a strange dynamic for us so the um the definitely as head coach I have to have a really good relationship with the committee obviously I've got a great committee who are very much guided by what we as a coaching group would like to do. So very blessed there and, and they will, they're usually happy to work with whatever ideas we've got to try to cater to all the different age groups. Mm. In the club. Um, and basically we have myself and Ben from Kingcumber on the committee as coaching reps that then we can right. go back to the other coaches and make sure that information is a two-way 
street without the poor committee having 12 coaches sitting in every meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but it really is important. We've all got to work together without a doubt to make the club, to make the club run successfully. One thing I will say that I think has helped as well was the implementation of um, junior club captains for our 12 and unders, Mm. but they're not, they're not, 12 and under kids that are the, the juniors. So to try to get that mix, uh, quite often I, I see that you've got a junior program that's very, very separate to a senior program. They get to club night and everybody, you know, sort of splits. The seniors are in one corner and the juniors are in, in the other. So our junior club captains are usually around the 14-year-old age group. Right. And so in effect, they're... they're more on the senior side of swimming, but they're responsible for the 12 and unders. So that sort of um, bridges, they're like the bridge between the Mm. two groups. And that's been extremely successful in bringing the the younger ones to the older ones. And and what is the role of the junior captain there besides bridging that gap? Do they help out at club night? They help Um, out at club nights and, you know, right down to the point of there's a child that's not sure what to do, they'll actually walk with them, help them, they'll help out in marshalling. And um, in in a perfect world, they go along to junior carnivals when we have them and yeah. <laughs> support. So so the young kids have got someone to look up to and, mm. and, uh, and aspire to actually continue with it rather than it being some scary thing of, you know, once you get past the little squads. Yeah, fantastic. Now, uh, how does yourself and the committee balance between the, the high performance and, and the social side of, of the club? Uh, as you said, you've got a, a lot of national uh, age and state uh, swimmers there, but, but how do you balance that uh, high performance side and that social side so that, you know, it's pretty seamless? Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's hard to balance that at all because I think mm. whatever we're doing should have a social aspect to it. Yeah. So- that's my philosophy. Um, but we do, uh, I guess, uh, the harder balance is making sure we're catering to all groups. Yeah. So when when we do like a presentation night, which is always a lot of fun, that's obviously across everybody. Uh, if we do a, a trip, anybody's invited. It's not a specific group. It would only be if we're actually going to target a specific, you know, maybe a national weekend away but at the same time, we would then look at, have we done a 12 and under camp? Mm. And then have we done an eight and under fun night? So just looking at all the groups, making sure that we're giving them something where they can connect with each other, because I, I do think sometimes that's far more important than what we do in the pool. Obviously, we have to do the pool training. Yeah. But it's those connections. I think that, that will keep the kids in it long yeah. term. And this might be a little bit out of your, your area, Deb, but I'm sure you have um, some uh, insight of it. But, but the funding that the, the club receives, either through fundraisers or, or anything else, how do you evenly distribute that between all those ages and abilities? You know, whether it yeah. be state rep uniforms and then that eight and under fun night. Yeah, so I, I, can, I can sort of speak to that, actually. Yeah. Um, it's not even. That, that's the bottom line. Obviously, national funding is always going to be a large expense depending yeah. on what it is. So there's, they've got a budget and they've got um, 
you know, it's only so much that the national kids are going to get if they've fulfilled their duties. Yeah. But then the national team would do their own specific fundraising. Right. So not then, yeah, their fundraising would be just unique or particular to the national team to get any extra funds to cover that. Mm. Um, then with a lot of our, like, camps, it'll be user pay with the club subsidising it. So that's for a vast majority of them. And our little fun nights are just totally paid for by the club because, once again, it's a cheaper expense. Yeah. So they may not, dollar-wise, be getting equal amounts, but we've got to think that those little guys are one day have the opportunity to get the same funding that the people at the top get. Yeah, fan, fantastic, fantastic. So, Debbie, we're going to wrap this interview up very, very shortly. Uh, but before we do, what would be your advice to other clubs out there, you know, that are wanting to engage with club members more and build a sense of community? Look, I think that, I think it's so important that put it as a priority of how do you engage with the community um, as much as we'd all like to have sometimes have no parents involved. I think we need that. It, we really need to have parental involvement. They're the ones that bring the kids to swimming that, that, that actually will um, enhance your club by having them involved. So the bigger the committee, the better. We struggle at that. I sometimes think that the bigger clubs struggle to get volunteers because they think somebody else is doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I would encourage anything that creates a social environment, be it a relay afternoon or, you know, just a barbecue after your swim club that brings people together. There's so many different ways you can do it. So, like, so many different ideas out there. We, we've had, you know, nights out that they may not be well attended, but the ones that attend are your, are your community base. Mm. You'll never get everybody, but you need a base. And so, yeah, just do whatever, whatever you can think that your members would enjoy doing. Fantastic, ten, fantastic. Ten pin bowling. There you go. There Brilliant. You go. <laughs> now, Deb, what are your some... Final question, what are some of your, your, your fondest memories from your time so far at KPD? I'm so glad that you asked me that. And, and I've got lots of, like, the trips away obviously are wonderful. Um, seeing a young child achieve a goal for the first time, you know, maybe they've, they've made country championships. Can I just say I do have a very fond memory of you, Lachlan, and that is being the salmon. Oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, on one of our trips, so he sat, Lachlan embraced the salmon to really get his dolphin kick on. And if ever you see him, you should actually ask him. Yeah. So, so, so what it was was it was before the I think it was for the hundred or the, or the fifty back or something at uh, at Queensland Queensland State. Uh, and and as they blew the whistle to jump in the water for the hundred back, I did a little bit of a salmon movement to jump into the water. And uh, I think. Uh, Young Ethan Dodd, uh, Dodds actually followed me uh, in the in the next event or something like that. So the salmon yeah. was very very popular. Um, so, but we and, and you say that there's that you know it's this funny little thing, and yet the younger kids that were in my club talked about that and tried to imitate the salmon <laughs> for the next two years. So these are the sorts of things that bring a community together. So Fantastic. without knowing, everybody wants to be the salmon like Lockman Tempest. <laughs>
There you go, everyone. Yeah. There you go. That was my legacy for the Central Coast Academy of Sport, was <laughs> be the salmon. <laughs> Fantastic. Debbie, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show today and spreading what, what great stuff you do at KBD. And, and hopefully the, the COVID period uh, will end shortly and you can get back to those trips overseas. Thank you so much for coming thank on the show. You. Thanks, Lachlan. You take care. Thanks for listening to that episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, head over to our website or Apple podcast. And to stay connected, please follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. If you want to get involved with our digital community, type in the URL community.swim.rocks and follow the prompts. Until next time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy and stay dry.